Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, Well, Jeremy, the podcast that people are getting ready to listen to, we just wanted to take a moment and chat about it and encourage people to listen to this all the way through. Um, I was, we're at the Wilmington meeting, uh, NCANA meeting, um, and this, I sat through this lecture and I looked around and there were people everywhere who had children who were having heart seizures yeah. or grandchildren in this room. And so we're just here to make sure that everybody listens to this all the way through. So Yeah, and especially this time of year, you know, as as parents out there are getting their, their children toys that might have batteries in them, um, you know, as I talked about on, on the show, um, you know, it's something that you don't ever think about no. until it's too late. And you might not even notice it. So we just implore people to, to listen to this, take it to heart, and, you know, let other folks know about this because yes. it's not talked about. Well, I had never really heard a lot about it, uh, about button batteries. Yeah. But, you know, my children are grown. Right. Um, but but even, you know, even like we said, I mean... Um, your, your pets can swallow these button batteries, and these are things that y- you don't think about until it's too late. Absolutely. So Emily did a great job, and we, we'd love for you to listen to the whole thing and spread the word. Well, Sharon, where are we? Uh, we are in Wilmington, North Carolina at the NCANA meeting, and you know I'm so happy I can't hardly stand yeah, it. Yeah, back together in person at meetings, yeah. and it's 84 degrees outside and sunny. And Is it? I've not been outside. Yeah, it's a beautiful day, and last week, you know, hurricane. Yes, yeah. so we got our weeks right. We have evacuated two NCA, three NCAA meetings yeah. in the times that I've been coming Absolutely. for hurricanes. But it's beautiful. Of course, tonight it's supposed to be in the 40s, so we'll be freezing. Ah, I didn't realize that. Yes, hmm. it's supposed to get really cold. Well, another great episode today, I oh, believe. Oh my gosh. I listened to this speaker this morning, and I'm so glad we had already talked to her about taping with us today but i'm telling you that uh there were a lot of parents having heart seizures in this room when she talked about this this morning 
Yeah, so without further ado, we have with us this morning, Emily Funk. Welcome, Emily. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome to the show. Why don't you um, tell our listeners a little bit about you and your background before we kind of jump into the topic? Sure. Well, if I could just take a moment to geek out a little bit. I love your (laughs) podcast. Thank you. And um, one thing that most people don't know about me is I used to be in radio. Oh. Um, In high school, my school had a radio station. Oh. Um, I was super cool in school. Um, So (laughs) I got involved in that and just loved it. Um, but Sharon, you'll like this. So the um, like once I got into high school, you started taking on more mm-hmm. roles. Like I did the morning radio show. Now this is a small radio station, by yeah. you, but we did play-by-play basketball. And the senior who did the play-by-play was about to graduate. And I said, hey, went to the station manager. When Peter graduates, I'd like to do the play-by-play. And he said, nobody wants to hear a girl do play-by-play basketball. What? No kidding. I was furious. Wow. He said, you can do the color commentator. And he said, I'll be doing the play-by-play. Oh, well, good for you. So That's I, my girl. I loved it. I did that for a little while. and um, Wow. So this is fascinating. You guys do a great job with your podcast. And um, the production side of it, too, is very fun for me to see. So thank you thank for having you. me today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we had no idea how to do this or what we were doing when we got started. And 200 and some episodes later, we're still going. So yes, I guess we we're doing are. something right. So anyway. tell us tell us where you went to school and oh, where you sure. work and um, all that good stuff. I hail from Ohio. I went to the Ohio State University. The Ohio, the State. Ohio the State University. Number three in football right now, right? Well, you know, I yeah. did pretty good. I picked a football school for undergrad. I went to nursing school there, met my husband, who's awesome, also a Buckeye, and then went to Duke, so basketball. So yeah. Um, I think I did okay. I bleed a little red in football season, and I bleed a little Duke blue during basketball season. There you go. I do switch it for based on the season. Um, yeah. So undergrad. Versatility. Yeah, That's right. thank yeah. you. Thank you. Adaptability. Yeah. Um, undergrad at Ohio State, and then moved down here to go to anesthesia school at Duke. Been yeah. here about 15 years now. They got your DMP at Duke. I did. Yep. And Great. I teach there. I had a baby there. I bleed a lot of Duke blue. <laughs> Got a lot of Duke debt, too. We don't know what Duke basketball is going to be like this year, so we'll have to just wait and see. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, without Coach K. There, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that some more. Yeah, offline. we'll talk about that later. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about today button battery ingestion in children. Yes. And, you know, that's a mouthful. But, you know, after listening to this, this is a pretty scary topic. Very. You know, especially for parents, as Sharon said. So tell us why this is important and uh, kind of what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I have a son who is going to be four in December. And about the time where he was about one or two, I learned this about this story in social media kind of public um, about this little girl named Reese who had swallowed a button battery. And she was, her mom was on the Today Show. It was written up in the New York Times. Um, I've done pediatric anesthesia for a number of years, and this affected people that I work with personally lately around that time too. And then all I'm thinking is, oh my goodness, my son's going to be the next level one foreign body removal coming to the hospital. Um, so I just sort of dove into it some more. We've had a lot of talks at our institution about it um, and just decided to share it this week. And, you know, usually you do a pediatric anesthesia talk at a conference and you get all six pediatric CRNAs that are attending the conference. So it was nice to see faces and they didn't just hit the snooze button and not come because it was peds. Um, so, but it's, it's a really scary thing that can happen is the button battery, because it is so wide and has low resistance, the bigger batteries that came on the market in 2006 can get stuck in the esophagus of a small child. Well, tell this child's story because I think that was so compelling and how she started her lecture, Mm -hmm. um, and 
you know, people are already in tears by the time mm-hmm. you get to the end of that story. So why sure. don't you tell this story? Yeah, and I just have to, you know, recognize Reese and her family for being so brave to share. I mean, how many times does something tragic happen to you and you you keep it to yourself? And mm-hmm. I, they've been really brave. Um, so Reese was a 17-month-old who swallowed a button battery. It was unwitnessed. No one knew that that's mm-hmm. what she had swallowed. Um, she started to develop some kind of vague symptoms. Mom took her to the pediatrician who said, oh, she has croup. Sorry, you know, there's no antibiotics for croup. Go right. home, humidifier, all these sort of things. Um, and she got worse. And mom took her. Mom did find the battery missing from something. And she thought, oh, no, Reese is sick. Where's this battery? So she did go to the emergency room. They did the right things. They got imaging. They saw it was a button battery. They went up to the operating room, took it out, and sent her home, um, much like we do when it's foreign bodies and a healthy child. Um, but unfortunately, the interesting thing about the batteries is it will continue to do the electrolysis in the tissue even after it's mo- removed. So once it's huh. kind of stuck in the esophagus in one location, the electrolysis and the pH continues to increase even after the button battery has been removed. And that's this is now just my opinion. So, you know, it's not very important. But um, she developed a fistula probably after they took it out and it eroded anteriorly into her trachea. Mm. And so she went home, liquid diet, and just essentially aspirated for a few days, came back, had several procedures after that, G-tubes and trachs, and um, she just didn't get better. And she ultimately passed away. Mm. Jeez. That's scary. Uh, Yes. And uh, she showed some, Emily showed some videos of them putting these button batteries in a piece of meat. And uh, you finished telling. It was just something. Yeah. Well, I started thinking, you know, this has got to be out in social media, right? Some Mm -hmm. hashtagging things. And I run across that video posted on Twitter, which the name escapes me now. I want to give him credit. But he had showed a video of putting the button battery inside. Looks like a giant piece of steak. And they Mm. time-lapsed it over three hours. And it, you can just see the bubbling. It looked like hydrogen peroxide, you know, just the erosion that it did in this um, piece of meat. And that's, that's essentially what happens when it, it get, when it gets impacted. That's the biggest part, when it's stuck in the esophagus and it's not moving. Wow. So where can people learn more about this topic? You know, kind of like you've educated yourself, where can our listeners learn a little bit more? Sure. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, Google button battery ingestion. You'll find a lot. You'll probably find Reese's story. There's 69 fatal cases that are published on poison.org. And you can read about every single case that has ever um, passed away. They have it categorized in severe and fatal. And um, you can read about them, what, what size of battery it was, what the presenting symptoms were, how long until diagnosis to removal. Um, so that's a good place to start. And then they've got tons of resources, of guidelines, and um, kudos to these folks working in this area because everything is really open access. They want you to have the information. They want you to see the protocols. They want you to... Um, adapt this for your needs, your area, your parents, and poison.org is a good place to start. So let's talk about some of the implications associated with an anesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you get the call yes. for your body. Yes, thank you. I think the biggest take home for us as anesthetists is about two years ago, they came out and recommended that you give the child um, something acidic because it's an alkalotic reaction that's happening, super high pH. So let them drink something that's acidic, (laughs) which to us wanting to put a child to sleep, that's the last thing we want to hear. Oh, they've been drinking you know, this for the last hour. And it was honey. Yeah. So the best one is, the best one is, well, the best one is carafate, which most people don't have that at home. 
Um, so the next best thing was honey. And most homes have honey. And it's also palatable. I mean, we saw one of the slides I presented, some of the olive oils, peanut oils, orange juice, um, lemon juice will, will work. It does the same thing. But mm -hmm. no one-year-old is going to drink. And I think the recommendations is like 10 mils every 10 minutes until you get to the hospital or something. So no yeah. kids drinking lemon juice on the way to the ER. No. But they'll probably drink, eat honey. Um, another important thing is that you, you should not give honey to children less than one year of age. That's the recommendation right now from the American Academy of Pediatric because of the risk of botulism. So um, in those cases at home, some sort of alternative like some sports drinks or the orange juice, um, something else if they're less than one. Kind of tangential to that. When, you know, my daughter's had diabetes since she was five, mm. and I was around a lot of mothers with, with children with diabetes, and some of these kids had been diagnosed at a year of age, right? And you can't give them anything to bring their blood sugar up, so they would carry little syringes of honey because oh. they could push the push the honey into their cheeks and yeah. under their tongue to help raise their blood sugar when their blood sugar got low. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's great. Mm. Yeah, Interesting. I learned that from a motorcycle mama. She wore chaps and had twin <laughs> daughters. And, you know, here I thought I'm a professional because I got all these degrees. And I learned more from that woman. She rode her motorcycle in to the support group meetings with her chaps on. We were an <laughs> unlikely pair, but <laughs> she taught me a lot. <laughs> Jeez. We can learn from everybody, yes, can't you? Yes, you can. Yeah. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim, and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. So let's talk a little bit about on the anesthesia provider side what mm -hmm. this might mean for CRNAs out there given anesthesia in this situation. Yeah, the... Um Bringing it back to that honey, it should not be delayed for MPO status. You can't wait eight hours because within 15 minutes, if that's that battery is stuck in the esophagus, the damage is starting. So mm. it needs that, to come out. That, it, I, I mean, that right there alone. Really? 15, 15 minutes. minutes. 15 so your kid minutes. could swallow this. 15 minutes later, it's already started. Yes. If wow. it's stuck. If it's stuck, impacted in wow. the tissue. Yeah. So um, they need to come. They're probably going to be an RSI because they, if the parents or caregivers and the emergency room is aware of these recommendations that came out, you know, some of the trouble too is these updated recommendations came out in 2020, which mm -hmm. is a little something else going on at that time. Yeah, a little bit. Not quite where everybody's <laughs> focus was. Um, but, I, you know, if they, um, they need to come to the uh, operating room right away, they need to be an RSI. Um, and then a lot of the protocols will even recommend consulting, especially if it's been in there for a long period of time, um, thoracic surgery, general surgery. There's um, some guidelines out there that include going to the catheterization lab, removing them in the catheterization lab or the heart room, or at least a hybrid room where you have imaging 
mm-hmm. um, massive transfusion protocols. Some of the imaging, they need an x-ray right away, and the x-ray will tell you if it's a coin versus a battery. And then much like you look at an x-ray to see what your pacemaker is, you can see on the battery if where the positive and negative side is. And it's the negative side, the three ends, the narrow negative and necrosis and that it based on its orientation so in Reese's case it was probably the negative terminal was oriented anteriorly so hers eroded into the trachea Mm. versus if it's oriented posteriorly or near the aortic arch it can Mm. erode into the aorta or into the spinal cord or focal cords or jeez anything you can imagine and you can tell a difference on the x-ray if it's a coin versus a battery how do you tell the difference i mean what one is just zooming in enough to see if there's writing on it Uh, um if you can um and the other one is there's this halo sign so the positive terminal kind of encapsulates the battery and it's a step off to that negative side and that's where you can see this halo image which differentiates it from a coin so the coin Hmm. you probably have a little bit of time um maybe doesn't need to come you know level one stroke coat style um but the halo sign Wow. You know, Shelly swallowed a quarter whenever she was about second or third grade. Cost me eighteen hundred dollars to get that quarter, get the quarter out. Back. Well, she <laughs> she yawned and some kid threw a no quarter way. in her mouth and she you know, it startled her and she came home that night and she told me and I thought, Well, she'll pass it and I thought about this when you were giving your lecture and the next day I was working in the GI lab. This was in the early nineties. We were already given propofol in a GI lab, uh back then and um, before it got to be cool uh, to do that and I'm standing there and I said uh, you know my daughter swallowed a quarter yesterday he said Sharon that thing will flip up it could flip up over her pylorus and obstruct her Mm -hmm. and I said you're kidding me I said well let me call the school and tell them to keep her in PO and had my mom go pick her up and at the end of the day we brought her in the hospital and we uh, did an EGD on her and got the quarter out did you get to keep it yeah, it's in her baby book. <laughs> <laughs> Most expensive quarter you've ever gotten. Eighteen hundred dollars that quarter cost me. Wow! The kid uh, that flipped it in there should have paid for that, Sharon. Come I on. know, right? <laughs> I know. Well, one of these days I'll probably fi- find out she did it herself, just yeah, like you know say, when she yeah. wrecked a car and she and she said somebody else did it and it was her and you know okay. and now she's a lawyer she i knew early she's always she, been good at doing she, stuff she like was that. telling a story <laughs> then <laughs> she was gonna be a lawyer one day um, oh gosh so are there talk about some warnings and protections that have been it been put in place by the consumer product safety commission or anybody yeah. i mean i hate to tell you i'm sitting there listening to this and it was a duh moment duh i should know about this but i've never really heard about it hmm. oh i felt the same way i mean we you know you think about hearing aid batteries and mm. so they were kind of smaller for a long time and i know we always get concerned about pets or small children swallowing hearing aid batteries but you know they got the ba- these batteries got bigger and stronger which is great as for us as consumers because mm-hmm. who likes changing their you know garage door opener and their remote control right. battery all the time so we as consumers love it like it um what was the question again oh <laughs> i know uh, uh, welcome to my world <laughs> i'll start telling a story and forget the point before i get to the end sometimes uh, any warnings or protections oh, yeah. that have been put in place because i wasn't even aware yes, of it yes okay so in 2000 and i want to say 11 they um legislation got passed that if a toy is intended for three years or less. 
that it needs to be in a secured compartment. So that's that um, I mentioned in the talk. That's that annoying Christmas day where you got to mm. change the batteries and you got to unscrew where the battery is in the toy. Um, so that is one thing that has helped. They do track this data and, and they try to report it. Um, there is some responsibility from the manufacturers that make it to include things like warning signs and um, but, you know, interestingly, I knew my husband had just bought a new set of button batteries, which of course are, you know, in like lock and key in my house. And, um, I went to look at it to see, okay, it's 2022. Like they've been reporting on this since the seventies. Where's the warning label on here? And I pull it out. I'm going, where's the warning? Where's the warning? It's this tiny little like cartoon picture of, it looks like a, an adult keeping a cup of water away from a child. <laughs> thinking well that's not that's not making me too nervous you know Mm. if I didn't know um flipped it over and looked on the back and I wasn't you know it's there in the you know super fine print you can find it if you want to and they list the um there's a hotline that you can call which is um a button battery hotline analogous to the um, MH hotline Mm -hmm. available for families caregivers professionals you can call them 24 7 um so they, they do list that so new legislation just passed um just this August was signed by Congress and then also signed by the president and um, manufacturers have about a year to put into place some more of these safety measures of the warning labels and the packaging and um, so um, they've known about it. Um, Reese's family again super brave was incredibly they testified about her story and, mm. and really did a lot of advocacy to try to get this stuff moved forward. Wow you know you just I mean I'm just sitting here thinking you don't ever think about the implications of things until later and you know, I would have never, without hearing this, I would have never even thought about those batteries. I mean, we have a drawer that has batteries in it, and I've got you know, those little button batteries everywhere in there. They just lay out in the drawer. Oh, no, you just gave oh, her yeah. a heart seizure. Yeah, I mean, they're right everywhere. I, well, I'm thinking about them right now. I need Sarah's phone number right yeah, now. Yeah, Well, I mean, you all just, she showed all of these things the, uh, that we all have in our houses that you just don't think about, like the cards that play music when you open them. There's oh, yeah. a button battery yeah, in that thing, uh, and I love those yeah. Stupid little cards. I know. I but mean, Landon has one in his bedroom right now, like on his dresser no, with it. the button battery in it. I've never thought <laughs> yeah. about it. I no, mean, that's, crazy. that's uh, exactly right. All wow. I mean, well, of course, you know, we've got Helen and she's got hearing aids and those little batteries half the time she's dropping them and she can't, I, I don't know why they've got such tiny batteries. And, you know, think about it. These people have problems with their dexterity anyway because she's 90 and then she can't see and then she's dropping it. It's hard for me to even get that stupid thing in there. And I just thought, what if Hella drops it? And Peanut, the love of the Pierce's dog. life, yeah. gets it out. Because I'm sure the same thing happens to pets that's happening. I wouldn't know if the dog ate yeah, that little tiny bat. Right. And I'm assuming Peanut is small. A six a pounds. Dog. Yeah. yeah. I'm just hoping if I get down to six pounds, my husband will love me as much as he loves the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hold your breath on that one, Jane. But, but it is funny. I mean, that, uh, I'm, that's funny because... This is no lie. I'm being serious. Where this drawer is with our batteries in it, the dog's bowl is underneath it. Oh, my God. I'm just sitting here thinking through this. But you yes, got to call bowl Sarah. is mm-hmm. underneath where these batteries are stored. I've never thought about it. But think wow. about, I mean, she was uh, showing like all of these little kids toys. And yeah. what was it? The one with the little bracelet that's oh. got the butterfly on oh, it. Oh, for heaven's sakes. Yeah. He brings the home this fidget spinner bracelet that lights up. And I'm going, oh, yeah. oh my, you know, and he's so excited. He just yeah. got a little birthday party or something. And so, you know, I rehearse again. Are you allowed wow. to eat that? 
what will happen. And I tease him. Um, there's a good friend of mine growing up. She said when her dad got mad, she would thre- he would threaten to throw go over one of the bridges in Beaufort and throw it into the... Right. Um, and so that's what I threaten. Throw it my into son. the river? Into the ocean. Yep. Yeah. It's gone. Do not well, eat actually, that. Actually, that's how <laughs> wow. I got, got all three of my kids off the bottle. I had them go out to the sandbox, fill their bottles up with sand, and we went to... Uh, a bridge and I would we throw them in the creek and so every time they go I want my bottle I said where is it at in the creek it's gone I mean I guess we should go get it and not litter or, you <laughs> not know, right. yeah. send that message too but at least <laughs> at least the child sees it yeah, go away well, yeah 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 exactly but we just don't know where all these batteries are but yeah. she rips all of her yeah, apparatuses yeah, open to see what kind of battery oh, is well crazy. I did I did get a little nutty but that was in preparation for the talk but you know <laughs> <laughs> Halloween coming up. This is a great, you know, this is October oh, for the meeting. True. And yeah. um, I mentioned in the talk in clinical practice that it has always been a time of um, children aspirating things. I remember one little boy, it was a whistle. He got, you know, at, mm. at Halloween, it sh- blew in it and he turned it over and went like uh, this to see if it would still make the noise. Yeah. That little thing that goes around it. And um, mm. yeah, we well, went to the operating room for that. Wow. St- does it have the same impact, I guess, in because they stuff everything in their mm. nose mm-hmm. and their ears. Yeah, my little boy puts everything in his mouth. Yeah, well, that's a problem. Legos, yeah. it doesn't matter. I'm like, Landon, get it out of your mouth. Yes. Everything. Yes. And yes. he's not. No, he's not. He's not. seven, but still. It's he's just old a, It's a way for them to explore their world. You know, it's not a it's not a wrong thing that children do that. It's a sensory. We've got all sorts of, you know, that little mm-hmm. giraffe that everybody buys now, Sophie. Like, we, yeah, we yeah. give them that's things true, to yeah. chew on on purpose. Yeah, bite on um, Sophie. Yeah. So um, it's a good way for them to learn and explore. I just need to be doing it with the right things. Yeah. But yeah, they'll put them, you, children love to explore. And um, the nose has the highest incidence of foreign body in, as far as like ER reporting. Um, mm. And they can do batteries up the nose. No problem. Um, <laughs> Don't give them any ideas. I know. Italy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> children, stop listening. Um, but those do need to come out too. But it's the it's specific to the esophagus with the mucosa mm-hmm. and the high water content and the gotcha. you know the um, that the electro the electrolysis can kind of begin. It can complete that circuit. And so chances are there's probably some air or space in the nose that maybe it's not completing the circuit just yet. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. So how can it be anticipated if it's going to be a trachea versus vascular structure, spinal cord injury, any advice on that? That just, um, my understanding with that is just to go back to your imaging and if you can see which way the negative terminal is so facing. So it goes back to that. Okay. Yeah, but in general, you know, they could, by the time they do that, they could call for, right. you know, it burp or, or yeah, yeah, it can move. Um, but in general, that's the way it's going to go is the, ne- the negative side, the narrow side causes the necrosis. Okay. Okay. So is there specific care after the battery is removed? And I ask that because obviously they thought after they removed this child's battery, every Reese's battery, everything was okay. Probably said, oh, we're good. Send her home. Yes. Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. It um, Just like the honey tries to neutralize the pH or the caraphate after it's removed, um, it's now recommended. And again, those came out in 2020 with the mm. pandemic and the honey. Else. 
um, is to have it irrigated and injected with acetic acid um, at the time of removal, assuming it as long as there's no fistula or other right. involvement to go ahead and start to neutralize the tissues there. And then the child really does need to be probably admitted. Um, you know, they're all going to be on a spectrum. It's going to be some clinician judgment, but they probably need to be admitted and they probably need repeat imaging. And they will, some organizations will recommend um, an MRI every five to seven days until you start to see that um, area that um, has the injury starts to progress and move away from the aorta. But you also see more CTs, another endoscopy scope, maybe to evaluate. Um, they may come back even a year from then to um, get esophageal dilations because they've developed a stricture. Mm-hmm. It's scarred over. That makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. So we may see them come back. My goodness. Well, I mean, I'm just thinking here. Is there, is there any difference between a button battery and a regular battery mm-hmm. if you swallowed the regular battery as well? I mean, well, is, it's coated. Is it, I would, uh, they look pretty coated. Yeah, they do, but I'm, I'm just sitting here wondering yeah. that. Yeah. That's a good question. I um, I try to wrap my head around that, too. That is a very good question. You did, That wasn't on the list. It's I wasn't prepared list, to answer that. We've got to impromptu sometimes. That's all right. That's, that's good. <laughs> um, it's a little harder to get that stuck. So the button right, battery, right. the size of it gets stuck, and then the um, negative and positive can complete that circuit. And so it's a little bit harder for like your triple A or double A right. to get lost just weight. perfectly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, but. but there are some great advances that some folks are coming out with designs on batteries where it wouldn't activate just when you put it in water. It would have to go into like a compartment hmm. that sort of locks it in hmm. to then be able to activate it. So that just seems to make sense though to me. For sure. You know? Yeah, but that's going to be... I was going to say it's going to be extra money. cost, yeah. more money. Cost more. So yeah. now my remote control is going to cost more. Yeah. And I'm not going to like that. I don't want to yeah. pay more for batteries because I'm thrifty. But um, mm. sometimes it depends on what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, that, yeah, there's these great technologies coming out with um, different coding, the, um, the type of coding where it has to go into a, dep- a compartment, um, bad tasting batteries. You know, if a kid puts, mm. puts it in their mouth and it tastes terrible, ideally they'd spit it out. Ideally, but grown men don't do that. My husband's a nail biter and we used to paint <laughs> his nails when he was asleep with this clear pepper polish and he got where he liked it. He just kept on biting his nails. He's a grown man. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Does your family call you after these podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my goodness! Oh, sometimes they don't listen. That's that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All kinds of things come out on these podcasts uh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, there's another good one. One of my favorites, if you if you will. Um, it's a coating that will turn blue once it comes oh, in contact with the yeah. saliva. And I thought that was super cool. Now you would have to know that 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 happens. Right, it's right. associated. And with I a wouldn't have known battery. that. I wouldn't have either until you, after you put today. a big warning on the package. That's what you do. Thank you. Yes, there you that go. actually looks like. But you know, I mean, if you think about it, it, it's so funny because as we try to make our lives easier, Mm -hmm. we complicate our lives even more. And that's, Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about it, your remote control, so you don't have to get up off your couch and turn the TV on, right? And it takes this battery in that remote control. And then you've got another issue with that because we're trying to. Law of unintended consequences. Exactly. And it's everywhere. It is everywhere and everything. But this, this just rocked a lot of people's world. Yeah. I mean, I've. I guess I'm gonna have to move the batteries now. So. Uh yeah. Yeah, jeez, and and Holland and Landon will get a lesson tomorrow on batteries. Oh Thank yeah, you. she also <laughs> had videos of her child, and she's asking. Oh really? Asking. Oh, it's, it, it 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 was very well done, um, and 
he was giving some right answers, <laughs> some not so much. Uh, took well, you know, two years I, to get him to, you know, say one more thing. No, I don't eat that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, it's good. But the general public needs to hear about yes. this, not just, yeah. you know, people yeah. in our community as well. Yeah. So. And so, you know, they um, knew this year was the National Button Battery Awareness Day, which is June 12th. That was, this was the inaugural, inaugural year. Did I say that right? Yeah. The um, Thanks. The um, first year of it and so next year and it, it kind of you know there's a national day for everything but um, yeah. it reminds people like you Jeremy yeah. to check your drawers make sure your button batteries yeah. are secured not by your pet's watering dish yeah. and yeah. Um, <laughs> poor Bailey <laughs> yeah oh Bailey Bailey uh, Landon mm, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. so yeah there's there's some, work to do there's some awareness things getting out there and, and um, it's it's a people are doing some good thing and sharing their stories and um I just, my hat's off to them being so brave. Yeah. It's really important. Yeah. And you hate for anybody, anybody to lose their child over something that could be Prevent- so, so preventable. preventable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, Emily, as we wrap up here, anything you want to conclude on or get across to our audience? Um, just check your batteries, hide yeah. them, yes. um, watch like old toys that were made before that um, securing, you know, the screws behind there. Um, watch that children don't get into them. And if you're worried at all, go to the ER. Go get it checked out. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. $1,800? Well, of course, it'd be... Well, we had to go to the ER a couple of weeks ago yes, with Landon. Did, and um, you were terrified. Yeah. I mean, well, that's another story. But when a CRNA looks at you and says, we need to go because Landon's got a restricted airway, mm. um, you get in the car and you go. And we made it to the hospital that takes 22 minutes and I made it in 11. Mm. So, um, but anyway, he's okay digress. now. He's good. Good. <clears throat> he's good. But good. Good to hear. yeah, I mean, these are, these are just things you think mm-hmm. about as a parent. Yeah. So, Protect yeah. our babies. As a future yeah. grandparent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. And a dog owner. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got to protect the love of Pierce's life. There you go. Well, Emily, thank you for being on today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Thank it's you always both good to so see much. You. And yeah. again, love your podcast. Love your guests. Thank you. Just listen to the Olive Berger one with the pediatric oh, yeah. anesthesia. And um, yeah, very much appreciate it. Thank awesome. you for having me. Thank you. Well, Sharon, I think it's a wrap. I think so. You want to close us? No. Why not? You do you, it. You always. But you're so good at it. Close. Because I mean, you know? you're so good at it. Why would I take that from you? I always throw her a loop sometimes. We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If they like our show, Sharon, and want to help us grow, what can they do to help us grow? Well, the best way to help us grow is to leave us a review, but make it positive. We know there's enough negativity yeah, in this absolutely. world. Absolutely. Tell all your friends. Share us on social media. Yeah, because we're in the top. 50. Medical podcast, number one in the CRNA community. And all because, be all because of our own. listeners. That's right. We want to thank it. them. And if they have ideas and things they want to hear on the show, please definitely let us know. That's right. All right. Until next time. It's a wrap. As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. 
He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.